He's a miler. That's it. This is brutal power, wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, darling. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the bush, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay? Head state or closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Perfect power, can't get into it. Alcohol free leading on the far side of Naval Crown as they race up towards the line. It's the Felly alcohol free for Rob Hornby. That was the concluding stages of the July Cup. For those that missed it, Atorias ran home into third, looking for further blanks. Mm, shaped beautifully for further. He now presses on to France, steps up to 1300. Obviously don't know the makeup of that field in France, but you'd like to think that's a better scenario for him. Yeah, I don't think much better. But um, it won't be any harder, I don't think. Well, I mean, we don't. Yeah, we don't know the field, but the main lead-ups in France haven't been strong this year. So the the traditional lead-up, the Pre Mayo, was one. The winner of the Geest has come out of that the last two years. Space Blues and Mariana Fort, who was beaten this year, but beaten they both ran 119, and Amilcar ran 112 this year. Artorias 118 Saturday night, which is as good as he goes. I'll say this: I keep making fun of them for having a horse that good and not winning a race all year, and his best rating was at a mile here. But they get some credit for, well, for starters, it's been a fun prep. And mm. pushing on to France is fun as well. So, I'm, you know, I'm not the fun police. No. He has actually run two really good ratings. Yeah, he's uh, run well. Yeah, so, you know, he's doing exactly what we're, he's playing into our joke, but he's also making a, you know, is he, he's, I suppose the question. He's proving himself at six furlongs, I suppose. The question I've got, is that as good as he is? One eighteen, one nineteen. Or is he going to be better at a mile or is that him levelled out, I guess, is the that question. Is, that is the question. And I suppose that is what we – I'm saying we. Does yeah. your, your opinion fall in line with me? You agree? Well, I, I don't think I have a choice here. <laughs> no, you don't. I think he can be even better at a mile because mm. he was better at a mile originally. I still find it funny that he wasn't going to run in the Blue Diamond at his third start because it was the 1,200 would be too short for him and he was being set for the size at start three when he won over 1,300. Like, oh, I don't know, the you know, do we go back to the 1,200 for the Blue Diamond? It might be too sharp for him. And 18 months on, we're, uh, we're still looking for him to get over first. Yeah. So he's been a miler since, um, well, pretty much day one and had one look at a mile so far and ran a screamer. Until the stallion roster started looking at him. Mm. But it's been a fun campaign and I suppose I jokingly said, well, you know, you're pushing on to France for another sprint and why don't you run over a mile? But there's a pretty good reason why you don't run over a mile, and that's because Alcohol Free, who will go back to a mile to defend her Sussex crown, will run face first into Baid yeah. and um, <coughs> Caribus, and that form's all been working out pretty well as well. So another jewel on the downs at Goodwood in the Sussex, that would be the option, I suppose, um, if you wanted to go to a mile. But he might um, – He would. Oh, I would say he would run a better rating going to – the Goodwood mile would be perfect for him as well. He'd run a better rating and get get beaten further. Mm. <laughs> so maybe they're better off to sacrifice some sort of performance from Artorias for a better result in France against... I think this is probably the form for that race. It'd probably be 
well, alcohol free is not going there, but he splits Naval Crown and, and Creative Force, who he was amongst in the Jubilee, and I think they're probably the form. That's it. That's it. There's a horse called Ego, Egot of Farbs, who's rated, I've got 117, so bang there with him. Oh, and um, Tenebrism ran to 118, winning a busy, messy Jean Pratt last night, but finished pretty well. So 118, I've got her running, winning last night, the same as Artorias in the July Cup. So I would guess they'd probably think about running that form there as well. And, yeah, so I think that form's maybe, as I said, it wasn't um, fourth and fifth were the closest they'd been in 15 years I got back in the Jean Pratt last night. So that was a condensed finish but that had something to do with the lightning quick ground, which was listed as good to soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. French stewards. So in terms of opposition, there is, there's no big monster. As you mentioned, if you went to a mile, he'd have to race by Eden. Good luck with that. There's now, no by Eden in the sprint ranks over there at the moment. This is the sprint ranks over there and they're very, um, well, if you get a proper world-class sprinter and put them into the yeah, European we, sprint ranks at the moment, I, you want to know what happens? Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, we saw it. Um, yeah, nature strip. So one twenty. the suitcase out of them. So he runs one twenty. He's probably going very close. Yeah, he'll be in the. I assume it will be. It'll be this race without a one twenty five rated alcohol free, and that was the best rating anywhere in the world this weekend, including France last night. And I did flick through those two races at the states as well, and they won't. United Nations and Stone Age ran second, third to not United Nations. Um, Nations Pride, sorry, Charlie's horse. And second, third to one of Kenny McPeaks, a surprise winner of um, the Belmont Invitational Derby, whatever they want to call it. Been a few over there. Mm. But I suppose, I think Stone Age is probably, that form might, they both ran about 115-16 in, in losing to one that had been down the track in the Kentucky Derby. Um, I think they're probably both potential come to Australia. They sort of fit that mould a little bit and... That's the path they usually yeah. take. Charlie's got an army of those sort of horses, so he sort of doesn't. He's, you know, he'd be looking to sort of push them apart. The biggest flop of the weekend didn't have to look very far or wide for this one. Came down your neck of the woods, Caulfield inundation. Didn't handle the ground. End of his prep. Safely held at a dollar fifty. Anything more to that? No, I think he he ran a poor one and. Without any, without any real excuse, I suppose. I really wanted to give it to Oxley Road. He was poor, wasn't he? But inundation was further off. And Ashford Street ran a surprisingly bad one. He's been terrific all winter. And he got the wet track he wanted. I think the little knock on him was, oh, he wasn't going to get the, the ground that he wanted. Well, the ground turned exactly where he wanted it and he ran last. But he was not as far off his top as inundation who... Ran to 83 and, yeah, we had rated 107 and so did the market by the look of it. Even better. Mm, off the, the run prior, which was one of the um, three-year-old performances of the winter so far, but this was clearly not him. Group horse, though. I think so. He's only done it at 1,000 metres. He's yeah. got, got to 1,100 in power, but it's 100 metres, come on. Yeah. It matters. The critical distance is somewhere between 1,000 and 1,100, but I don't think he was beaten for aerobic capacity. No. He was he was just beaten. He was just too far off his form. He stopped be, a long way out. Yeah, he was. He didn't look to move. I mean, who knows, right? How do you judge these things? He looked in trouble a long way out, though. He didn't yeah. look particularly comfortable to my the multi untrained eye. We're going a long way from home. <laughs> a lot of joy announcing the Colin Morikara Award this weekend because big friend of the show. 
We've been harping on about it for months <laughs> Big now. Big fan of the show who's never heard of the show. <laughs> <laughs> or us. But Sammy Clipperton, body of work again, midnight in Tokyo, Rubenoki, last Chevrolet, got it home as well, but mm. riding really well and we keep saying it, but no jockey riding the big wet better than Sammy Boy. He's had a fantastic six months, so it can keep raining for him. Loves it. Loves it. 51 winners against 33 expected in that time. Huge. That's flying. Impact values, improving horses that he gets on by a median of two pounds. And he's in, based on performance in group races, he's in the top 10 this year. Like January 1 to now, he's in the top 10 against all the usual, like all the right names are up there that you would expect. No surprises, bar perhaps. Not a surprise to us, of course. No. But um, he would be on. Oh, Jason Collett's in there as well. Would he be considered a surprise? I think Jason Collett is well respected, but mm. probably doesn't have the big wins yeah. to his name. I haven't got it in front of me, but the other names in there, it's like J-Max. Yeah, the top. who you expect. Carr, Bowman, Zara, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Then, yeah, it's Collett and Clipperton are in the top ten as well. Yeah. So this is something you've been tinkering with. Mm. I won't go in depth about all that. but no, We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. But, but great to um, see him riding well. Yeah, his results are fantastic. And he's this, I suppose, is evidence that the results are in part, at least, because of how he's riding. Mm. And so he did it on midnight in Tokyo. He's The timing of that, just perfect ride from off speed. Off speed. Let, the, let the pace melt in yeah. front of him and, and measured his horse to perfection. God bless Just him. hit all the bars. Um, and then beaten later, but gave Rubenocchi a perfect ride from the front. So... Um, yeah, he's just getting horses right, regardless of where they're positioned in the field. He's obviously just feeling it in the zone. So you should back him. You mentioned expected wins. The market still hasn't really caught on yet either. Yeah, I suppose he's he's sort of probably still being treated like a a B, but yeah. he's riding like an A bucket. Yeah. And they're the jockeys you want to find. That was like Luke Nolan over the summer, right? You I mean you could treat him like J Mac. Yeah. But when he he didn't get on enough horses, but when he was getting on horses he was having a J Mac style effect. Um, but you didn't have to pay for it. What they were calling the J-Mac tax. You didn't have to pay for it. Oh, I was going to mention. Sorry. I got a tweet, actually. Ah, good. A Morikawa-related tweet from yep. James Broadbent, who, according to his Twitter profile, likes punting and red wine. So Which, what a bloke. I think he might be a decent dude. Yeah. He was suggesting, I haven't got the sectional, so I can't. He's not a. Uh, he's not in the running, because basically I haven't done the work. <laughs> <laughs> but he threw up uh, Wiggins. For riding one at Rockhampton, which I thought was interesting because we've I've no Raul Wiggins has been on our radar. Right? Yeah, he's. So I said he's a. Uh, if not the best, he is the best up far north Queensland. And a, I mean, if Sam Clipperton's a friend of the show, Raul Wiggins is a friend of the RNS office. Has to be. Every time he rides a winner, someone makes a comment. His numbers are terrific. Yeah. That guy. His strike rate is unbelievable. So I quickly looked it up. Doing like the J Mac effect. His yeah. impact value this year is two point two one. Ryan Wiggins and J Mac in that time is two point two. Yeah, so wow. he has. I mean. We're going to the second decimal there to split them. Yeah. And we're splitting them in favour of our Wiggins. He's having a slightly, very slightly. He's won it on countback. <laughs> bigger effect, bigger impact um, than J-Mac, obviously in a different pool of jockeys and horses, but he's having, he's a massive impact. And he, horses that he switches aboard, including the horse that he won, race three, whose name painted black maybe, escapes me, but I did look at that as well and did draw a career best out of a six-year-old gelding. mm so, and that is, yeah, drawing career best out of six-year-old gildings is um, something he's he's doing regularly enough to have an average improvement of just about two pounds, horses that he switches on. So he is a 
big time positive are Wiggins up north. So I figured that was a good one to we should give, you know, we should look a little further further abroad. Mm. Oh, and I mean, I they, mean they pay, when you so. say when you say we, hurry up and do the sectionals and we will. No, I haven't got them. <laughs> I haven't got them to do them. It's not my fault. I'm passing the buck on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's often men against boys for Ryan Wiggins up there. I think that's why he's obviously riding up there. He, but he would most definitely cut it if he wanted to ride the metro circuit in Brisbane. Yeah. You know, that's one of those things where when you see those sort of numbers and that sort of positive effect, it's a bit like it's easy to go, oh, it's because of the pool that he's in. But they tried to do that to Pike, remember? Mm. Um, when they ride numbers like that, they translate. I mean, of course, if he went and rode in metropolitan Sydney, he wouldn't get the same opportunities, certainly not straight away. Yeah. And so his basic numbers would suffer. But if he wrote, if he kept riding that well, he would have a positive effect yeah. and it would, yeah. The whole Pike argument saying he just got all the best rides. If that were to be true, when he left, someone should have stepped up and taken all these great rides and continued to ride as many winners as he did. But they don't. It's like, when, don't. Mar- it's like when Marea left Singapore. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, what about the juggler? <laughs> Nuras Juglal? Yeah, so I think there is a clear evidence that Ryan Wiggins would more than definitely measure up if he went to Brisbane, but I think he enjoys I think just... People who- by my read of these numbers, people who are betting in North Queensland don't want, don't him, want to. him to go yeah. anywhere. That's why I'm still angry Pike left Perth. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. The Taylor Pendrith, the reverse flusher. We will have to revisit this award at the end of the year or the end of the season. He's Might still have. smashing it, He's Pendrith. smashing it, I know. <laughs> talked, He's, him, uh, talked him into form. I know, and he slid into our DMs having a go at us before. So, <laughs> But Jamie Mott. Because lit- Morikawa slid into mine just to tell me how thrilled he was and that he because he's – He's coming down. Unfortunately, been on the way down, but he begged me to remain the name of the uh, of the award. award. And I said, Colin, hit it or hit it or ride around the old course next week, and then we'll talk. Not sure. He looks scratchy to me in Scotland. He's coming to our presentation night, isn't he? To present the Colin Mulcair Award. Yeah, I told him I'll I'll present the award. I don't think he's up to that. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Pendrith, we know you're listening. And we will revisit that. And I think he backed Lyrical Lad, actually. He, well, he'd know what it feels like. <laughs> he had all the ability but couldn't get it over the line. Mm, that, that was, this was a hard one, actually, because I must say, and I wrote, I wrote down some nominees here for this week before just giving it to Sam Clipperton anyway. But these were, there, were some good, there were some good riding. And I said this last, last week, week before, I can't remember. I say a lot of things. Um, you do. A lot, lot of the big-name jocks are just not riding in Melbourne at the moment. It's off-season. Mm. <laughs> if only we knew where they are in yeah. the world. <laughs> Thankfully. There's plenty of good gossip columnists out there to tell us where all these jockeys are having their holidays. <laughs> but the jockeys that have been riding have been doing really, really well, I must say, in Melbourne, in looking through this lens anyway, mm. looking through the lens of efficient pace. Yeah. Honourable mentions from Caulfield before I bag one. You know, I feel like we've got to fill, the, fill things up with a bit of positivity before we get a bit negative. <laughs> Harry Coffey, Duke of Hastings, Gem. M. Cartwright, Ruba, Gem. Alana Kelly, Cooled. Gem. Craig Williams even losing on Outlaw's Revenge. Well, I mean, Craig Williams doesn't fit into them. Here I am saying, you know, all these, these guys in the off-season. Craig, Craig doesn't need a big up, does he? No. He's doing a lot of good work at the moment. He is good so. on him. And he, he's right on Outlaw's Revenge. Perfect. Yeah. And B. Preble Edison, I mean, that was an absolute candidate. Oh, because not only, not only did he get the base right, he got the result. To be honest, he probably should have won it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the other one was Logan McNeil, who won and beat Lyrical Lad. Uh and it was a pure, the result was completely down to pace. Pace makes the race, they say. Mm-hmm. 
who they are, I'm not sure. I think Americans. I think maybe Andy Bayer said that. Pace makes a race. Sounds like something he would say. Uh, and it did here. And Jamie Mott just left doing too much running late on with Lyrical Lad. Probably a little bit of, you know, that's Lyrical Lad in a sense. But it was Lyrical Lad. He ran right to his best figure, Lyrical Lad, and maybe the sectionals tell me he probably had a career best up his sleeve. He was ready. He was ready. It was a perfect scenario for him too because this extended mile wet track, that's him. That's perfect storm. So he got his race. He won't get too many more. No. And he missed, but he was the best horse in the race by my read of things. Yeah, Jay Mott. Congrats. Yeah, but it was a tough week. It was. We usually give Pendrus out to worse rides than that, that's for sure. Bigger misses than that. But, yeah, it was, a as I said, last couple of weeks in Melbourne, they've been getting it very right. So if you've been doing your money, it's your fault. What? <laughs> Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. Aforementioned Alana Kelly on Cooled was the best figure in Melbourne. So we can, yep, that's fine. We've talked about that race. Inundation inexplicably flopped but is way way better than that cooled is a, a pretty good horse cooled ran to 95 ran a 95 time figure on debut and at that point probably looked like a group horse and hasn't quite got there he's been well he's team hawks mm. and he had a big rep and now he's yeah he's no he's still that he's still that good and he's run to 100 here but i think this i think good rides across the card and a lot of the winners were well ridden and so i'm thinking a lot of the form is you don't want the winners well i don't even and but it's true form Oh, so so the winners were the best horses without very many excuses behind them all day. Uh, okay. Unless, you know, you want to throw up the ground as an excuse. It did it did race genuine soft. So, But it looks like pretty true form, pretty honest form and not a lot of spark. Mm, okay. Not a lot of – if you were doing your sort of horses to follow type thing out of Caulfield, you – Struggling. You're struggling. Well, that makes sense with the – ta- obvious ones anyway. Yeah, that makes sense with the Taylor Penrith Award because – Yeah, we, d- had to, we had to reach for it a bit. Mm. Mm. Sorry, Mr. Mott. <laughs> so, yeah, Cooled was the, the best figure on a day that the Monash, should mention the Monash, Oxley Road, who I thought would win the Monash, ran poorly with the ground thrown up as an excuse. Ashford Street, who was the other horse, and Maleva won it. Mm. Um, the other two horses with ratings alongside her ran woefully. So it was just left for her to win without doing, in fact, she ran a little bit below her best and still won in a really bunch finish and a really poor time. I think the track was, I mean, the track was slowing as the day went on. But it, the time looks terrible when the margins are exactly what you would expect from a poor time race. But then you would expect them to be finishing quickly, right? But they weren't. Mm. So it just looks a messy, ugly race where a couple of the main chances have failed and they've finished in a big clump and it's not much good. So in two weeks we're looking for different form. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Malay a really good little gem of a horse and Oxley Road is clearly better than that, but we need to be forgiving. Uh, Sydney... Talk me through why Haha falls. He looked pretty sharp to me. 105, the speed figure. Yeah. And the form looks better than that. I think about 112, mm. which is he's a group horse. Yeah. He had that little bit of a boom. John O'Shea horses can get a boom, mm-hmm. but he showed a little bit and then his first up win was awesome. Sectional said he was better than that. And then on the weekend, it just looked his race. They don't come around very often like this when they already rate clear and you suspect they're better than that. And he landed himself in a race with a few horses are treading water. And, you know, he caught them horses on the bounce and he was home a long way out. When Reese Jones took off about the 800 and then just eased his way into it, it was game over. Belted the suitcase out of them. Yep. Nice horse. Not sure where he goes, but that figure suggests we'll certainly be seeing him at some point in the spring. 
yeah, there's a there's a better race out there for him. But as you say, he's um he's shown off a bit there. Yeah, that was a bit too flary. I know. I don't. Think and you're right, Johnny O. Johnny gets a little over bet. He's a good oh. trainer, Johnny O. But he does good strike rate trainer. Yeah, but that makes him very trendy. Yeah, that's why he's over bet. Yeah, because he wins a lot. Yeah, which I mean, obviously, is a good thing. Mm. But it's harder to find an edge back in his horses. Pick your mark betting him. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get the price about him again until he goes to a real race. Mm. You weren't the only one to find him. David Walsh put another wing on Mona as well. Because <laughs> he was 270. I think they bet better, but, you know, real prices. 270 Thursday. Thought he was an odds on chance. And then I think he the call was $2 or 210. And then they crossed the line, $1.70 across the board. Like, okay. We weren't the only one who had him once on. Another James Turrell installation coming up in Hobart. Here it comes. Or another wall of vaginas. Yeah, either way, it's a win. <laughs> uh, best figure in Queensland was, there's a couple, there's a three-year-old filly whose name escapes me that won really well, but not in the same realm, but clearly better than that. And the time was the time was good on it, and then the time was even better. Uncommon James, did you see him? Mm-hmm. He is Uncommon James. And ran to 102 in the form again. Form's a little bit better than that. I've last three runs: 102, 102, 108, trending the right way. And probably, uh, let's put some context around him. He's probably a couple of lengths away from Waihaha Falls, but we're saying Waihaha Falls is a group horse, mm. and so we'd probably have to say for him, he's a step away from me making the same comment about him. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Tip him out in those summer races. They have those awesome summer sprints. What's the George Moore and? I don't know. It feels like they're the right sort of races for him to to think about, or maybe they, I don't know. They can do whatever they like, but they've got a good horse. He's a fast horse, so have fun. On uh, Francais, won by absolute panels at Gawler, but only had to run to eighty six to do it. Really fallen away, hasn't it? Yeah, a little bit over there, and then we roll over to Perth. And there, I mean, if we had an end of year round the grounds best speed figure. Award. This is this every second week. I say, oh, what was the fastest in Perth? It was Snipperucci. Too good again, and it's one of those horses too. Just keeps leading and winning, and running time. Mm. It's a good idea. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> so not a bad plan. I'm going to go forward, stay out of trouble, run efficiently, and run fast. The t- two main dangers go back to last and second last. Yeah, yeah. Take some catching when you're running in well, essentially the off season and running mm. in the off season, and you. She's doing really good figures though, hasn't she? Ripping around and keep running up around 100. Mm. Well, yeah. Good luck, everyone. You're going to you know, make some money. Good on them. Deserve every cent they get. Yeah. Oh, that number you'd suggest she, you know, she can go to a better race now, I think. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she's... Like a real race. She's added depth to her um, profile as well, hasn't she? Mm. I mean, she's been at this level or even, you know, this is probably her best effort yet, but she's been right up around it before that anyway, so it's... You're very confident that she is around that sort of lower stakesy sort of level. She's pretty good. You know what's better than one hundred and five rating? Two. Two of them. <laughs> that is just so exciting. We'll stay in Perth for the Bruce McAvaney Award winner this week. Paddy's lad won the opener at Belmont on Saturday. Ran good figures on debut at twenties, which is always interesting when they go out such a big price. But then you listen to Dan Morton. This is pre-race before it won on the weekend and he said it only went into that with one trial and they were always aiming for this Saturday race, the 1400. That's when they expected him to improve and I guess show his wares. And on the weekend he's settled back, really let down. He was in a bit of trouble but Bradbury Willow was always so confident on him and when he got him into the clear he put him away and he's now been put away for the guineas. 
he's obviously going to run into Amelia's Jewel, which isn't easy for anyone. But I'd no. <laughs> I'd say of the away from her, he looks one of the more promising horses over there. Only had two starts, put him away. Dan Morton absolutely flying at the moment. Got a lot of nice horses, and this certainly looks another one. And to do that over fourteen hundred at his second start, you'd imagine he'll get over further. Trying it out there. If he's going to the Guineas, he's going to be going to Kingston Town. So that's, I'd say, will be the path for him. Rated just shy of 100 after two starts. So I think very nice horse. One to put in your black book. I notice as well, playing around with modelling jockeys, Brad Willer has had a, um, don't see enough of him in group races, obviously, mm. only a select set over there. But things have gone well for him mm. in Perth, as you'd expect. But mm. he's... um He got it right a lot on Elite Street. Yeah, that helps. That's where a lot of he, that's driving a lot of his numbers. But yeah. still had to do it, didn't he? Yeah. If you were on on the weekend, you're always fairly confident. And he had to balk him out to get him into the clear, but once he did, he put him away, and the sectionals suggest he's better than the bare margin there as well. So really nice horse. Just a shame that Amelia's jewel is around, but she might not run in the guineas, so fingers crossed. It's a shame that she's around. (laughs) Well, for their connections it is. (laughs) Not for the great sport of horse racing. Not for the great sport of horse racing, but for the connections of Paddy's lad, I'm sure they wish she was coming over our way, but she won't. And... At this stage, obviously, horse to beat in the Kingston Town. You've set the stage beautifully for the um, Perth Carnival and the Guineas. The real Carnival. Tuvalu heading over there. Tuvalu, God has chosen. Getting some momentum, this Perth Carnival. Oh, it is. I can't wait to in go. In July. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a question. Waihaha Falls, Epsom horse, or is that too far? Too far as in too far in the future to make such a call or too far as in a mile is too far? No, as in, do you think he could be an Epsom horse? Um, he, could, I mean, he's still very much in the unlikely camp. Yeah. But I think they're all in the unlikely camp at this stage. What does he have to improve? Another maybe four or five lengths to be there and could he improve that far? Maybe. Maybe. You don't see many more impressive winner wins, do you? No. He's I absolutely mean, he, he was genuine up. heavy again, so. Well, he, you know his he, old man is. Sacred Falls. The king of the wet. Yeah, loved a wet Ramwick mile. Yeah. Mm. He won't probably get that in the spring, although it is Ramwick. Yeah, I assume it will still be pouring rain. <laughs> Hasn't stopped. <laughs> that wraps us up. Adam will be back on Thursday with the punters preamble. I'm off to Suncorp for the decider. So I'm going to sit here and do this on my own. Oh, you'll, you'll rope the gun in. You'll be I'll right. Rope no worries. Thanks, guys. Cheers.